0: This episode of the Power Connect Podcast is brought to you by OhmGrid, power for modern life.
1: The business model we see picking up for both installers as well as equipment providers offering off-grid solutions are increasing rapidly. But what we're doing in creating the utility of the future is making it easily accessible for people.
0: Welcome into the Power Connect Podcast. I'm your host, Fred Davis. Episode number nine of the program happening today on a Friday. Friday vibes, boys and girls, going on on the show today. So hopefully you're having a good week. Hopefully you had a great Fourth of July weekend last week. And uh, look, just from uh, the folks that we've tried to reach out to this week, some folks are still in Fourth of July mode, which, look, there's no shame in that. But uh, let's hope we all get back to work at some point. But one guy who is always at work can't stop, won't stop. Today's guest, Mr. Ben Parvey, a gentleman that I've had the pleasure of knowing for the last couple years. He was one of the first guests we had on the old show and was kind enough to be one of the first guests I've had on this program. Guest number nine on the Power Connect podcast, Ben Parvey, founder and CEO of Blue Sky Power. Well, Blue Sky, and then, of course, they launched Ohm Grid, which you're going to hear all about Ohm Grid today. It's an innovative technology. Look, folks have talked about going going off the grid and yes there's folks out there that have done it but there's nobody out there doing it quite like what Ben and his team over at Ohm Grid with the Ohm Grid system are doing you're going to hear about that here in just a second we'll kind of lay that out here for you in just a few but before we get to that just a few housekeeping items to take care of real quick number 1 Be sure to go give us a follow on Apple and or Spotify if you haven't done so already. Subscribe to the show. And, of course, if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star rating. We think we do a pretty good job here. And, of course, we're always open to suggestions, any kind of ideas that you have. Of course, we've got some uh, podcasting ideas that we're going to be breaking off here in, uh, in the next few shows. So definitely stay tuned to that. We're excited about that, and you should be too. And, of course, you can always find out all the episodes if you don't follow us on Apple or Spotify. And like I said, please do so if you haven't done so already. Of course, you can always go to the website as well, thepowerconnect.net. And of course, if you've got any questions, suggestions, anything like that, give us a follow on LinkedIn, Fred Davis, The Power Connect, follow, connect, you'll be glad that you did. And again, if you want to be a podcast partner, business inquiries, anything like that, or if you just want to be a guest on the show, reach out. Let's make it happen. All right, we've got that out of the way. Let's get right down to today's episode. Ben Parvey, CEO of Ohm Grid. They're doing big boy things over there when it comes to Getting folks off the grid. And what I mean by that is completely off the grid. They're going to come out to your house. They're going to install solar plus storage plus a generator. You might have double redundancy. You might have triple redundancy if you still need to have the grid as your backup. Ben's going to break it all down to you. Nobody's doing it quite like Ben Parvey and his team over at Ohm Grid. And, of course, the one thing you'll hear from Ben, he's not just excited about this product, and you hear people say passionate, which gets kind of cliche after a while. But, again, having talked to Ben for the last two years, when he talked about Omgrid two years ago, which seemed kind of crazy when he mentioned it, but now to see this thing in full effect, it's going down in the northeast, in the mid-Atlantic. It's going to be here in the southeast, in the Texas area, before too long few years. But, again, he's scaling this thing. Listen to what Ben has to say. It's an incredible process that him and his team are doing over there at Omgrid. A lot of good stuff there so without further ado please welcome to the program ceo of ohm grid and just an all-around great human being the one the only mr ben parvey obviously great talking to you again fred i really appreciate it it's always been
1: great to to be on your shows and talking about, uh, you know, all things energy and and football and whatever uh, topics you feel like taking us to. But yeah, it, you know, yeah, I mean, Omgrid's here now and uh, it's an exciting time. And we, we, you know, just had a great feature for our friends at Microgrid Knowledge two days ago featuring Omgrid and the, the number of people that reached out after that were really, you know, astonishing. You know, Ohmgrid, takes folks off the grid we can even operate you know with grid as backup or grid optional but you know using solar battery storage and power generators we're able to offer people you know exceptional customer experience while also keeping them powered up you know so we've got the 1 minute guarantee where we provide people guarantee that they won't lose power if they lose power for you know even a minute they get that whole day for free because we're so confident with double redundancy meaning with battery storage and generators that will keep them powered up and, you know, we're willing to stand behind that. So, you know, as a complete utility alternative, there are options for people right now. So, you know, they can p- keep themselves and their families safe, as well as have a uh, reliable power with exceptional customer experience and flat rate billing and, you know, the, the things that people have been looking for in an alternative to, you know, one of the big budget items in their in their family budget.
0: Walk me through a little bit about kind of the nuts and the bolts of how that how that whole thing works, because I know a lot of folks are thinking to themselves, well, wait a minute, you mean to tell me I'm not going to get a utility bill every month? And so maybe there's a little trepidation on that, because, again, for folks that are ready to get off the grid, the conversation is probably just a lot is probably a lot easier. But for folks that have that trepidation where, look, they've they've been used to always paying their light bill. They know whether Centerpoint here in Texas, you know, wherever, you know, whatever your electrical provider might be a little bit about that conversation and reassuring folks no no this this is this is okay and this is how it's going to work
1: yeah well no it's going to all be okay um, <laughs> <laughs> trust fred um no so look there there are three options there are three options you know the first is to go completely off grid look which Some people are approaching us, you know, who are building new construction in remote locations where either the utility doesn't serve them or is going to charge them an arm and a leg to connect utility power to their home and they're not sure when they can get it. So they want to get off the grid completely. And look, some people want to get completely off the grid for, you know, safety and security reasons, as well as to to practice, you know, true energy independence and independence in their lives. And, And we respect those people for that decision. And some people want to get off the grid to ensure that they're completely reducing their carbon emissions and, you know, not to contribute to the problem of incredibly inefficient and unreliable grid power that also uses a whole lot of uh, carbon heavy fossil fuels. Now, the second option is grid optional, where, you know, then you have triple redundancy when you have, solar battery storage, uh, power generator, and the grid, you're certainly never going to lose power then. And you don't get a, an electric bill in the traditional sense of the word. You may get a nominal bill just for having the service connection there, a monthly connection charge or demand charge of a few dollars a month, you know, five bucks a month, 20 bucks a month, depending on the utility. And the utility's there. That way you have that, that safety and security that you got double redundancy with on grid. You had a triple, layer with the utility being there as backup and you're able to have, you know, complete comfort that, you know, you not don't necessarily want the status quo anymore but you'll keep it there just in case you think you need it. All right? And then the last option is in a lot of homes out there given space constraints, size of roof, etc, we just can't produce enough solar to charge the batteries fully and keep them hundred percent powered up and even have the option to take them off grid in which case they can still receive a utility bill for some use of their power and ohm grid will offset most of their power with solar battery storage and, and power generator there for backup. So that's an option to folks who, you know, either can't or don't want to get completely off the grid, but want to offset most of their power with reliable and clean energy.
0: So you launched, I know you rolled this out this year. What's kind of, um, and, and I know a lot of work went into releasing Ohmgrid and, and and all the processes that went behind it. What's kind of been the uh, initial reaction to it so far? And what's kind of the, you know, what, what's gone really well and what are some of the challenges so far?
1: Yeah, great, great questions, Fred. So, uh, so far the response from the marketplace has been great. I mean, you know, because we've talked about this, you know, the first... We probably talked about this like you said maybe almost two years ago you know the first year was strictly strategic planning and trying to figure out technically financially you know legally regulatorily like does this work our gut was that it would having you know blue sky powers done 14 years of clean energy project development 70 megawatts worth of projects 300 million dollars worth of capital projects clean energy projects financed so you know we've got the experience But we didn't know what the reaction from homeowners would be. I mean, we've traditionally done governmental, school district, municipal, hospital, university, senior living, collegiate housing, manufacturing facilities. So serving these big commercial and industrial institutional clients. So taking it to the consumer, you know, during COVID, we just we realized how much home means to all of us. And, you know, when, when home and work and school and gym is all at home and everything we know has been turned upside down, the role of the home becomes more important than the role of the workplace. And so we thought grid would be better served serving Americans to stay powered up because at the same hand, we've also seen massive power outages affecting people's homes. So the last year we've spent of working to get the product ready to get out to market and make Omgrid available to consumers. So all that being said, the response has been great. We didn't know what the response would be from folks and the response has been amazing. And even though we've been predominantly just, you know, reaching out to consumers in Northeast and Mid-Atlantic, you know, we've received requests from folks all across the country wanting to get on grid, wanting to get off the grid, and we want to have reliable and clean power. And from a company who truly cares about the customer, 24-7 customer service, immediate response time, these are things that matter to consumers when figuring out who's going to serve their energy needs and keep their family safe, as well as keep their modern lives powered up. So the response has been great. I mean, we didn't know what we'd get initially we we launched officially on Earth Day April 22nd this year so 42222 and you know that's just 2 months ago and so far i mean we have over 500 people who who've submitted registration information we have hit our quarterly goal yesterday of at least 75 home profiles which we've gotten from folks and now we're designing and pricing systems and getting proposals out to them. So, you know, initially we started in as a trickle of, you know, one or two registrations a day. Now we're up to, you know, 10 to 15 registrations a day. Home profiles were few and far between. Now people submitting their home profiles are, are getting up to, you know, anywhere from two to seven a day now. So, I mean, just the pace is picking up substantially and the more, you know, we get featured out there the more people hear about us, the greater the response. So it, it's been really exciting. I, it's probably a long, long way of answering the question of, of what's the immediate response been. And then you ask for some of the pluses and challenges.
0: What, so what exactly is a home profile? What does that mean?
1: Yeah, home profiles when someone submits questions so that we can design a system for okay. them. Meaning they square footage of their house, uh, how old's their roof, who their utility provider is. They have a natural gas connection. Their electric consumption each month, so we need some some data and some information to be able to design a system for
0: them. So, do we have a home grid on a home yet, or where are we at? Where are we at as far as that goes?
1: Yeah, no, not yet. They should be going on on homes this fall. Okay. So we have you know the first round of designs and proposals going out to folks in the next couple of weeks, and then we'll be scheduling out installations through the end of this year.
0: How much of this too is folks just you know? Testing something brand new in the market because from my understanding, and you know, having done over 130 podcasts now in the renewable space, you know, outside of of you know having solar on your house, what have you, I don't know that anybody's done anything to this extent, have they?
1: We haven't seen it in the marketplace offered in this way. And we have seen a lot of great companies out there who are taking folks off-grid. But doing it in a way that they're either installers or equipment providers. Okay. So there's some companies out there doing installations. I, I can't guarantee this fact, but a battery company that that we've been doing work with told me the other day that are roughly 500,000 half million houses that are off grid in the United States,
0: which is very <laughs> which isn't very many,
1: but. It's, I was surprised because there were more than I expected.
0: Okay, all right. What what did you kind of think the number was?
1: I don't know. I mean, I, I figured in the sort of tens of thousands. Gotcha, gotcha, you know, gotcha People gotcha. In, in rural areas. Yeah, but, exactly. Um, yeah, so I, I was actually surprised at that. But the, the business model we see picking up for both installers as well as equipment providers offering off-grid solutions are increasing rapidly. Right but what we're doing in creating the utility of the future is making it easily accessible for people. So as opposed to, you know, installer here and installer there, we're making it open to the market, to the larger marketplace to directly serve consumers in a way that they have 24 seven customer support and they have a company that's gonna serve them on an ongoing basis and they don't have to pay anything for the systems other than the $250 reservation fee, and then their monthly bill, just like they've been paying their utility bill. So in the same way that you don't own your electric meter and all the, the poles and wires that bring you your power, we'll own and operate the equipment and serve you as your electric provider so that you don't have to. Really? So that's the, the big difference about Grid. Is that we're not we're not an equipment provider or an installer. Instead, we're a utility alternative. So people don't have to put up you know fifty thousand dollars or seventy five thousand dollars for these systems and say hey you know that all sounds great but you know it's a big expenditure. Instead, we fund and operate the system so that they don't have to worry about it and that we guarantee that we'll keep the lights on for them.
0: Wow. Okay. And so what was kind of the thinking behind that process as far as where you guys would provide the equipment instead of having the the, the customer pay for the equipment?
1: Yeah. I mean, that's something we've done. That's something we've done for 14 years okay. as, a, as an institutional and commercial um, clean energy provider. So doing solar cogeneration and microgrids under power purchase agreement and energy services agreements. You know, we've done a bunch of projects for school districts, universities, senior living, collegiate housing, manufacturing, where they don't have to spend the, you know, five to $10 million or or more to do systems on their campuses or at their facilities. We and our financiers fund the systems and then they just pay, you know, the amount of kilowatt hours they buy from the clean energy system. So we took that learning that in that experience that we have in third-party financed, owned, and operated institutional projects and said, hey, this should be really available to, to consumers. And there are solar PPA providers out there, but, you know, HomeGrid is so much more than solar. You know, HomeGrid is solar battery storage and power generators, as well as in the next couple of years, we'll also be rolling out fuel cells and micro CHP to be able to power folks you know, who may not be able to have the roof space or in urban areas they can't do solar or have substantial tree cover or shading. So we want to make home grid you know accessible to folks in all areas. But the real differentiator is is in the business model. Actually, the real differentiator, real differentiator is our team and our exceptional customer experience for, for our customers.
0: Northeast, mid-Atlantic is, is obviously your focus now. You guys are located in, in Philadelphia, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yeah, New Jersey, right outside of Philadelphia. That's right. I,
0: I, I, that's, that's disrespectful to say that. In, 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 southern, huh. in, in southern New Jersey and Philadelphia, just all hey. one big swath.
1: No, no matter where we are, we're, we're all Americans and we're all people. <laughs>
0: that's true. That's true. In, uh, in fact,
1: in fact I'll, I'll, make, I'll, I'll digress for a minute. I think we all need to remember more that we're all part of, of a much bigger – much bigger country and a much bigger universe, regardless of where we're from.
0: Well, I'll tell you what—I wish more people would understand that. That's for—that's for sure. Uh, in in this uh, my mom,
1: my mama used to tell me, Fred. My mama used to tell me when I was a kid. She told me we all bleed red.
0: <laughs> that's right. We sure do. We got to remember that on this weekend too. That's for Dadgum sure. Yep.
1: And since it's July Fourth, yeah,
0: we all bleed red, white, and blue. We all bleed red, white, and blue. truer words have ever been spoken, my friend. So. I'm here in Texas and I think a lot of folks here would certainly be intrigued by OhmGrid. You know, once people realize and get over that kind of initial anxiety and realize, okay, this thing is incredible and these guys do a bang up job and then of course, you know, word of mouth will take fire and then you guys will be, you know, busy up to your gills and all this. What's kind of the plan, you know, as far as scaling and then taking it from, you know, the Northeast and the East Coast to uh, us folks over here in the, you know, Lone Star State?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, the plan is currently a three-year plan, which focuses on Northeast, New England, and Mid-Atlantic. Five-year plan starts rolling out in Midwest and Southeast. Texas, Louisiana are a priority in large part due to all the grid instability in ERCOT at, you know, as well as in Louisiana. And electric prices so you know we have a a confluence of factors relating to electric prices and and grid instability and ability of utilities to serve customers in certain areas so that's really the priority i mean right now it really focuses on the states that are closer to us as well as those that have renewable energy certificate incentives or rebates for these types of projects but i'll tell you prices in new england are now at 25 cents a kilowatt hour roughly you know, 20 cents a kilowatt hour in New Jersey and New York. I mean, meaning utility prices, not home grid prices and above 15 cents in a bunch of places. I saw, you know, one year pricing for folks in Texas has, has more than doubled, you know, at like almost 20 cents kilowatt hour in places, which I mean, man, I was pricing energy contracts down in Texas, you know, five to 10 years ago that were, you know at, at 5 cents 6 cents a kilowatt hour now they're creeping up to 10 about a year ago at you know with all the instability in ercot they just keep going up so don't worry fred we'll be down to to help save folks in the lone star state soon enough
0: well i certainly appreciate that and
1: you, me, you'll love, you'll love your utility soon enough once we get
0: there i can't wait i can't wait and uh you know that we can and you better come down here so that we can do a you know we can do a podcast in person finally The energy transition, the power markets, just the energy conversation, since you and I spoke two years ago, has changed greatly uh, during that time. How, I don't know, impressed, how nervous are you, or just how kind of taken aback, or what's kind of your feeling overall as to how the conversation with energy has changed from two years ago to where we're at today?
1: The energy conversation has changed on many fronts. So as you're asking that question, I'm thinking about those. I mean, for one, let's just go on price. On price, energy and and talking about just 2021, and we're already halfway through 2022, which has been incredibly unstable and seen even greater increases. But for 2021, energy rose more than any other commodity on the Goldman Sachs Commodity Index at 59% so dramatically more than other commodities. So that was before Putin had invaded and destabilized geopolitical forces which have led to, you know, as well as a lot of that being, you know, energy focused. And so we've seen prices increase even even more. So pricing is one. But you're talking about the energy transition where, you know, I feel incredibly encouraged that people are talking about the advancement of hydrogen has definitely been much more at play in the last couple of years, as well as the rapid deployment of, and commercialization of battery storage has changed a lot in the last couple of years, which is making home grid possible as well. Solar panel competition has continued to increase despite you know there was a Department of Commerce action that, that was leading to increased panel prices and slowing down growth of American jobs. It was misplaced because it was directed towards you know asian panel manufacturers but was missing the point that american workers and american companies were utilizing you know the equipment from asia to build more solar and create more clean energy jobs in the us so you know that was scary earlier this year when that put you know the growth in the industry at risk but you know i think we've passed that hurdle but you know on the energy transition you know in a larger context what we're seeing is that there's an all of the above approach mm-hmm. The future is not clear and the grid is becoming more unstable. So part of the energy transition as well uh, that we've seen change in the last couple of years, particularly the Texas deep freeze and the crisis, energy crisis in Texas happened since you know we first talked two years ago. So that certainly comes into play. We've seen additional large outages and grid instability increase just two weeks ago, a power AEP in Ohio shut off a couple hundred thousand electric customers in Ohio in the Columbus area due to their capacity constraints and we're going to continue to see that through this summer so uh, grid stability has has decreased the the instability, of the grid has increased um, and all of these pave the way for incredible innovation right so we're about to see a period of great innovation that we're excited to be at the forefront of. And that's why we have increased our team and increased our capacity and are gaining additional capital and seeing customers coming to home grid because the time is right for having innovation and for getting folks off the grid. So is the, I, I saw there was a great article in Reuters last month And yeah, I think it it was quoting a Princeton University study saying that to, to modernize the American transmission system, and that's just the transmission system, just those big, ugly steel structures from the industrial revolution that transmit power over power lines long distances. To upgrade the American transmission system, they put the estimates at $2 trillion to modernize the grid to be able to serve Americans and handle not only the electric revolution that's coming, but electric vehicles and just to upgrade it and keep it modernized. There's just no feasible way that America is gonna invest or has the capacity to invest $2 trillion to keep folks powered up, Mm -hmm. which means that getting folks off grid and implementing microgrids is absolutely essential. And so, To have all these discussions about grid modernization as the primary driver for the energy transition is absolutely ludicrous. There's a great quote from Henry Ford where he said, if I had given people what they wanted, I would have made faster horses. I mean, we're not making faster horses, man. I mean, to, to dump money into the totally outdated transmission and distribution system is like trying to build faster horses. Think about it, power lines, distribution system are just strapping wires to strip trees, man. Like where on earth? Are we still I mean, we're talking about 140 year old technology. So the energy transition, not only is it happening, it's essential to happen. American innovation is happening and will continue to happen to make our energy transition happen more rapidly and actually major forces like COVID happening um, is producing more innovation in all kinds of fields. And honestly, you know, Putin's destabilizing, you know, geopolitical forces uh, in large part based on energy and supply of energy are also leading to a more rapid pace of the energy transition.
0: Because it is an infrastructure-ish type product that you know, you guys could pivot and also add uh, EV infrastructure to the mix.
1: Yeah, I mean, the we've done some EV charging stations for universities and commercial facilities when we've done solar projects. I mean, there's an EV charger in my garage right now. <laughs> But you know the, the focus of, of grid and our singular focus is that we're passionate about making happy energy customers. Okay. And so rather than building out EV infrastructure for our Ohmgrid customers that want to know how they do you know, smart home automation, how they do more energy efficiency and how they implement EVs into their life we can help them do that. Our goal is to have happy energy customers for home grid, not to build out EV infrastructure. There are a bunch of folks who, you know, are focused on that. I think the number of people who are focused on that is enough right now. Um, I don't think that we need to focus on that. We're focused on our home grid customers. So yeah, I mean, I'm familiar with EV infrastructure. We'll help our our customers, home grid homeowner customers and home grid commercial customers implement EV charging on their sites, but not. For home grid to be building out EV infrastructure, all home grid all the time. I mean that's what we do. You know we've got a couple of legacy governmental municipal clients that, okay. that we advise on their clean energy infrastructure um, and helping them reach their goals of 100 renewables or of implementing substantial renewable projects. And we're serving those customers. But yeah, we're all we're all in on home grid. That's that's pretty much all we do every day.
0: As this thing continues to grow. What's the only thing that can slow Elm Grid down? The zombie apocalypse.
1: <laughs> you can't stop. You can't stop the shining, brother. There's no slowing Elm Grid down. We're just gonna keep picking up momentum.
0: I love it. I love it. Uh, real quick, is Jalen Hurts the answer at quarterback for your Philadelphia Eagles?
1: He's looking really good. Are you sold on that? Or
0: funny. I mean, I, that didn't seem the most. Uh... <laughs> I mean, no, I mean I didn't seem convinced by what you just said. <laughs>
1: no, I'm I'm sorry. Uh you know, I'm so stuck on on Omgrid that I, uh, you know, it's it's July 1 right now and you know, I'm not I'm not back at training camp, you know, for for the Eagles yet, but um yeah, I mean, I really like I really like how he stepped up. I like his calm poise and his Really commanding presence with the team on the field, yeah, you know, without big ego. And he's a Houston to...
0: kid, that's why.
1: <laughs> yeah, of course, of course, because we know there's no big ego in Texas. <laughs> no, <None laughs> um... whatsoever.
0: <laughs> what is the one thing for anybody that's on the fence about going off grid? They're considering ohm grid. What's the one thing they need to know as to why ohm grid can change their life?
1: I think it's a question do you still use the yellow corded telephone in the kitchen and say, mom, phone, or does everyone in your house have a cell phone? I mean, the fact of the matter is it's not like Verizon doubled down on copper phone lines in the home. Instead Verizon created a wireless network and realized where the future was heading. So the fact of the matter is that if you want reliable, consistent, Power with exceptional customer experience. Get home grid. If you want to stick with the status quo and you want every storm that comes through and the wind to blow and when a squirrel choose a transformer to knock out your power, then by all means, don't consider home grid. But really, the question is: Do you still want the yellow corded phone, or do you want your cell phone that so you have a supercomputer in your pocket? You can turn energy into you know an amazing force for your home that has reliability and that everything works easily and consistently together and keeps you powered up and safe.
0: Thank you so much for that, Mr. Ben Parvey. As we said earlier, you can catch all of the Power Connect episodes over at... Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on the website powerconnect.net. We've got some great episodes coming up next week. Silas Maynard, recruiter extraordinaire, and he's also host of the podcast Clean Techies. So, a little podcasting love going on there. He does a fantastic job on both recruiting and on the podcasting front. So, I'm excited to have him on the show. And then, of course, uh, Miss Erin Twomley is going to join the show. She's got a brand new book out where she is helping promote young women in the energy transition and in energy careers. So, Looking forward to sitting down with Miss Erin Twomley. And, of course, uh, we've also got some stuff we're going to be working on with the good folks over at Grid Monitor. Got some projects on board with them and, of course, with the folks over at Cleantex as well. So a lot of good stuff going on here at the Power Connect. Jump on board if you haven't done so already. This thing's just getting rocking and rolling. Jump on now before the bandwagon gets too full. Of course, the bandwagon will never get too full, but jump on now so you can say you were there before everybody else was. want to thank all the guests, the audience, everybody for making the show a success. Thank you so much. Hopefully, everybody's had a good week, and hopefully you've enjoyed the show thus far. This has been the Power Connect Podcast connecting the energy transition one conversation at a time.